0: This morning's Dharma talk is titled, thanks to Susan Hirschfield, who asked me this question this morning. Let me just answer her question or respond to it. I don't know if I can answer it, but I can respond to it. I have deep, deep feelings about and thoughts about the nature of this question, which is, what does it mean to save all beings? What does it mean to save all beings? Basic vow of the bodhisattva, be with all things, is another way of saying it. Save all beings, put others before yourself. May all beings be happy and at their ease. Or pray for others. We might pray for ourselves too, so we can be around for a while. To continue to what, pray for others. So, there are different levels of understanding of that. And there's different ways that that shows up as a spiritual path, not as a mundane path. Of being the greatest doctor in the world or nurse or psychologist or psychiatrist or therapist or priest for that matter or zen monk for that matter for that matter for that matter so first the uh, sitting practice of meditation takes us into if you're practicing zazen shikantaza, or some kind of extremely radical simple stillness meditation where you are on receive then what you, what you begin to see is everything you've been covering up. And it is not easy. So you may need the help of someone who is dedicated to you. You may need the help of someone who may not fill the bill of a bodhisattva, according to Newsweek. But maybe someone who can see what you're up to and give you a response that fundamentally addresses your neurosis, your whatever fancy word, your self-deception, your bullshit, to use the fancy word for that, and it, but addresses it in a way that it doesn't take your intelligence away from you and makes you a follower or a cult member, which sometimes happens in every so-called spiritual path, and even the true spiritual path, that can happen. So the first thing you can do uh, to practice, to learn how to do this, is to listen to your own mind, feelings, emotions without doing anything with it. When anything arises in the mind stream, the the sitting practice of meditation, Shikantaza, is to train yourself to just watch what moves, watch what shows up, what goes away, what turns sideways, what turns from red to purple, any kind of simple, radical, radical root movement that's happening there. So you see what's happening. You get so you can see the first instance. Chunk burn would call it first thought, best thought, which is a little bit over the top. I don't usually use that unless I'm at a loss for words, at a loss for thoughts that I might... It's hard to do that because we we don't want to do that we don't want to even put our own sanity uh, on the front row where we can actually begin to see how crazy we are how how insanely we grasp after this and reject that don't do anything if there's a separate being if that's true there is that par- but paranoia is actually true there is someone that It's in danger and someone that needs to be looked, someone that needs to be put ahead of everybody else because, oh my gosh, what if someone gets ahead of us? So that particular vow, the vow to be with all things, the vow to save all beings, is an intention. It's not the relative approach to uh, helping someone, getting their feedback necessarily. There might be feedback there, you've helped me so much. There might be gratitude, there might be all kinds of things happening there. It is about the intention to do that, not the accomplishment. Milarepa, to shorten the story there, uh, met Marpa the translator, became his student, and went into the retreat for the rest of his life. He didn't necessarily go into the marketplace and begin to hand out candy to children, which could also be done. There's no difference between those. There's a differentiation and you can pick and choose. You can shuffle it this way, shuffle it that way, deal it this way, deal it that way. But it's the same situation, the equality of sameness and difference. Has to be understood in the awareness, not in the thought process. You know, you really don't need to think. It's quite amazing. You really don't need to. When the thoughts just arise out of, dependent origination then there's no one thinking your thinking will work but there's no thinker as I think it was Stephen Bachelor first wrote a book on thoughts without a thinker or something like that that doesn't mean the thinker is gone that's a misunderstanding to look for my thinking less you, know, you might be thinking more if you if you look for any kind of results this is a mundane path not wrong go do it become a psychiatrist become a a band leader, become, 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 becoming, becoming, that's the existential approach to this, as some of you may know if you studied that material, becoming. In this uh, On this path, there is no real becoming because there isn't anything to start with, it's radically empty of your ideas and thoughts about it. and That's not more thoughts about how empty it is. So this is going to show up differently for each person. Some people may be really threatened by this. I don't know if I can put others before myself. I mean, what about that guy over there? Am I, I going to put my him or her or them before me when they're insane? That's why you need to do it. You need to respect people's confusion. That doesn't mean go the, to, to an extreme where you don't, where you just block it out because you're so respectful. You're just all about how respectful you are of everyone's confusion. More identity stuff that shows up that fuels the self-centeredness, the narcissism. I would venture to say, and this is not a fact, it just it looks to me from being around for a while and work with not only the sangha we have here, which is quite small, but larger sanghas and also smaller ones, various sizes over the last close to half a century. Lots of ways of doing this that are different and not necessarily better or worse, but anytime it starts to go into some kind of accomplishment about who's, who's got, who understands or who's got it or something like that, then we, we tend to settle for accomplishment mentality. Not wrong. You can even do that and as long as you're aware of that, then that will eventually wear out on its own because it will just not get the fuel of what ignorance it won't get the fuel of grasping it won't get the fuel of aggression pushing against it so putting others before yourself is a when it starts out it sounds like hmm. might even be inspired by that but there's no credential there you may be really You could say, in a relative sense, fulfilling that vow by just dumping everything into that empty forest called others might be dumping dumping everything into that, all of your energy, all of your love, compassion, devotion, dedication goes towards others. How do you find them? Do You have to start out with a, a world dictator? No. Start out right here. Turn around, face the wall and be kind to yourself might be a little difficult to do that when you feel you're not so good, not doing so well, really confused, really egotistical. You know, those little comments that come up. That's the very nature of ego is to reify either with positivity or negativity or ignorance, passion, aggression, ignorance, again, some kind of someone who's a self, who's going somewhere, who's not getting ahead or who's doing not so good or who's full of themselves, or maybe that's just ego so how do we do work with this we do it with awareness and how does awareness work awareness does not produce a damn thing awareness just receives so receive the world receive this is why you have all these nerve endings so you can receive this touch this feel this see this smell this taste this think this even thinking is also a receiver you do not produce any thoughts but the that dynamic, that little uh, closed, wrapped, wrapped up ball of darkness uh, with a little dot of light in the middle of it called me, that's being protect, protected by your ego, your self centeredness, needs fuel. And it gets it from agreeing, objecting, it gets it from any kind of polarity by buying into one end of it, rejecting the other end. Or possibly by seeing that we're all equal. Or that having some kind of pronouncement about our understanding of non duality, Advaita, going into that, reciting what it says in books, or making up our own things. Put others by before yourself by beginning to see, to start out saying how you, you can't do that. You can't really put others. You would rather judge or evaluate uh, or condemn or criticize others. It's just practically knee-jerk. It's just as soon as anybody walks in the room, there's immediate judgments come up. What they're wearing, how they look, how they hold their body, um, the tone of their voice. Mm -hmm. And then if we have negative thoughts about that person, then we double up again, come back around to ourselves. Uh, to our ego and kind of scold ourselves. we shouldn't think that we shouldn't we should be nicer. We shouldn't be so full of ourselves. We should not be uh, have those uh, negative thoughts or those be critical of others. we should be more compassionate. There's no way you can be compassionate. You can be sympathetic, but compassion is not a feeling. If you think it's a feeling, you're misunderstanding because compassion, is empty of self It's a way of talking about it that doesn't even, if you see that, if you understand that, you don't even need to comment on it unless you meet somebody who wants to understand that and gives you permission and you begin to function out of dependent origination as a teacher. Not because you, hmm, maybe I can help people. You can help anybody. You might be, better keep your trap shut. Receive, receive. Listen to people. Listen. Listen listen to what people that are confused are saying. Receive. And don't cover up what you've just received by thinking you know what they said. There's no way you can know what someone said. Relatively, yes, but fundamentally, what is behind that? You'll never know. It's like trying to trying to find a tree uh, in the northern peninsula of Michigan, and you've never even been there. So it's an intention. And you, uh, as a, it's different for each person, as a monk, you'll, you'll recite that vow over and over and over and over again, all of your life, until you are not separate from the vow. It's not an identity. It's just, it's just a vow. It's an intention. And it's not about accomplishing. There's no. There's no credential there. There's no. No graduation certificate. There's no test. So you might have to start out by saying, "I vow to be with all things. May all beings be happy and at their ease." Or reciting the sixteen precepts in our lineage, or whatever lineage you're uh, studying in or under with. And you, you may need to do that through a teacher. If you have a teacher, good. If you don't have a teacher, then perhaps you should look for one. But don't settle for anything. Don't settle. Well, this teacher might be okay. I'm subtle. And I, another thing I would say is don't teach, unless you have to. Don't teach out of your relative. want to give somebody a book, that's fine. But don't you particularly teach someone about Buddhism. Unless you have to. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're, uh, have a gun to your head or something, then you might have to do that. And you know what I mean by gun? I don't mean a literal gun. I'm saying, that you need that credential because you're really a smart person? You really have a good intellect, and you really you can uh, you really understand what um, Vasubandhu is saying or Dogen. If you know what think what you know what Dogen's saying, then you should join our study group and help these poor people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How do we have an intention that we don't understand?
0: It's the only way you can have it. The only way you just have the intention what, what is it what is a bodhisattva vow what is it tell me explain it time's up sure. <laughs>
1: um like it was phrased in the title um save all beings or be with all things
0: that's it save all beings put everyone before yourself keep going sure. is there a push or
1: an effort in that probably
0: be some mm-hmm.
1: when we're unclear about that is that push in the wrong
0: direction no that's the only way you can do it if you're clear about it that's a mistake this is not a relative path it is a spiritual path not a mundane path i think i got it down how about you guys want some <laughs> help no no you're going into a forest and that forest is your uh, Alia, or your subconscious, or whatever—use whatever word you want. Refrigerator where the lights gone out. So you need to do that. So that's how it's done. You turn to that, you look at it, you say, "I don't understand that." Then that, then you, that's how it's done. Just continue. I wouldn't take your ego and rev up into a wheel stand. But you could feel that energy of not knowing what that is, and so it brings you into that dark area of the consciousness that is uh, full of doubt. And this is where most people are, except most people have it covered up. And you're a little bit different than other people if you're if you're uh, observing the vow of the bodhisattva because you've decided to look at the darkness. Big difference, although not fundamentally different. And why isn't it fundamentally different? Because you're not separate from any of those people. You can even say you're doing it for them. So even if you're on a mountaintop, if you're looking at your mind, you're not separate from all beings. You won't know that. If you know it, then that's just some kind of relative credential. Might as well be a, a PhD, which may be val- valuable in relative situation, but it doesn't help at all on the spiritual path. Go ahead. Sure, bowing. Um...
1: How does, um, helping someone relatively with like feeding them or sheltering them, um, is that different than helping
0: someone fundamentally? Well, sure. It's different. You can't eat fundamentals, but you can eat cocoa puffs. I'm getting paid to say that. (laughs) 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 We live in the cereal city, so why not (laughs) college foundation. So no, I'm saying. Uh, it, there's a difference there, but there, but it's uh, the causes and conditions. If you begin to become very clear about what the causes and conditions, pratitya Samudpada, dependent origination, as it starts to show up in your personal mind, when the personhood starts to become transparent, and it takes a while, can't do this in three or four years. Might take a lot longer when the personhood becomes to trans, become, begins to become transparent to the consciousness, and we see that that area that we thought was somebody that was so concerned, just becomes transparent. I sometimes refer to it as a clown on the roof. It has some say so, but not much. We're all in the same boat. I'm in the same boat you're in. Susan
2: Susan Bowing.
0: Go ahead, Susan. Uh,
2: So you you said don't settle, but how do you know if you're settling or you're not settling? Bowing.
0: That's why you need a teacher. Thank you. That's why you need, when I say you need it, may, there might be other ways. Maybe, maybe a shamans have ways of doing this. They're pretty complicated. They might have ways other, but this particular path, the three jewels, the Buddha, the Dharma, and the Sangha, you need those three structures because the way in which your mind can go this way and that way, sometimes the community will support you from going off uh, the, the deep end of me, 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 and my stuff, and sometimes uh, some aspect of the teaching like the 30 verses of Vasubandhu or the works of Dogen Zenji or something that uh, Trungpa Rinpoche has said or, or uh, Dalai Lama. Or Sharon Salzberg, partic- uh, possibly. A lot of Dharma teachers out there that have interesting things to say.
2: So, Susan Bowing. Um, so could you say more about the not settling? What are you not settling for, Bowing?
0: A result. If you're looking for results, I'm not saying that they're uh, evil or that uh, there's some kind of some kind of uh, transcendental blasphemy or something. I'm just saying that if you're looking for some, as soon as you, uh, are you can, you see me on your screen. I can't see you. I know you're out there somewhere. But uh,
2: yes, this, yes,
0: this is when you settle for anything. When you in, come to any conclusion, any opinion, will settle. Will come to. Come, if you have opinions, show up. Just look at them. If you, if you don't buy into them. If you don't fuel them with any energy and help yourself separate yourself from all the people who are wrong buying into that relative dynamic that human beings have which is thinking they're special then uh, when you buy into anything you're settling don't accept it don't reject it no look we don't believe buddhism don't disbelieve buddhism and don't ignore it you can do that with everything you can do it with your partner just receive it's an amazing thing to just receive this doesn't mean your partner won't be really upset with you about your to them apparent indifference or stoicism or whatever they might project onto you instead of seeing that you're just present it's called authentic presence it has nothing to do with gifts it's just you're just there just there and it's not something you can do it's not something you can maintain it's always about awareness. Awareness has no fingers. It can't push buttons. It can't do anything. It can't do anything. But it's not separate from anything. And you are actually, if this is a spiritual path for you, you are actually transcending the very physicality that you're attached to while still having a, a cup of coffee, still having a headache, or still scratching the back of your head. Still, Physicality is still there. It just doesn't belong to anyone anymore identity is gone. Now if it's there, if it shows up in force, which it sometimes will, and if there's any shred of belief, disbelief or ignoring happening in that in that area of the consciousness, then we're right back on the, on the um, tilt world or the merry-go-round where we're right and wrong back up uh, right and wrong up and down back and forth, success and failure, enlightened and crazy and so on. So just observe. It's way beyond. But just to use a relative uh, expression but to help you see that this is uh, distant, and at the same time you say that it is absolutely right in your lap. It's completely intimate because you are not separate from anything. It's not a fact. It's not. There's no philosophy there, particularly other than some of the, the Buddhist texts talk about this. But the realization of it uh, leads leaves the words and phrases, without abandoning them. So you may find yourself, to go back to the question, you may find yourself seeing you're starting to believe a particular thing or disbelieve a particular thing. Just notice that. It's not about changing that so you never have an opinion. You never have a, no, you don't have to do anything with it. All you have to do is be aware that your the opinions are looking for somebody to grasp because you're still you still have ears your ears will not drop off if you meditate well maybe if you do vipassana they might sorry no no politics some people need to do speaking of that some people need to do that practice sometimes it's very important not everybody needs to do shikantaza shikantaza is absolutely a gold mine so to speak metaphorically for someone who's looking for an awareness practice and for other people they can't do this I've had students come here and practice this for a while and just yeah, I gotta go I gotta go study with shins and the young I can't do this anymore I will not give any names <laughs> but and is that correct or incorrect it's totally perfect it's dependently arisen it needs to happen that person got a taste of this, saw that this wasn't working for them, and went another direction.
3: Cheers. Is there something, um, what is the non-conceptual aspect of saving all beings? If we could talk about one.
0: Again, yes, that might take a while, but you see that there aren't, there, there, there beings are not separate. There are no separate beings. There aren't any beings, but you begin to see that here first. And it takes a while out here. This is pretty convincing confusion when it's in your face first see it here and there'll be no congratulation there'll be no maintenance you won't know who you are and you won't care you won't know who you are as an individual this doesn't mean you forget your name or forget how to drive or it doesn't mean that you will show up disconnected from the relative world like sometimes is done because there's an understanding that it's about going beyond the materiality of the world. But it doesn't mean doing away with it, getting rid of it so you can be more spiritual, which quite often people do. Like the whole idea of celibacy, just insanely attached to uh, men, macho control of things. Control, not only control of culture, but control of women. We all know this. You need know, you to even study history. It's everywhere. Well, She's on oh
3: my, once we've received that vow, do we need to concern ourselves if we are,
0: if we are saving all beings? It's always the intention. There's no proof. So you would start out by doing shikintaza, zazen, or simple. I mean, if you had to do some other kind of meditation, it was people who consider themselves students of mine. I can work with someone they want to do something slightly different. But basically, it's about learning to receive whatever arises, whether it's coming through the kitchen door, it's coming in your mind stream, flying over the house, it's a, a noise down the street, or, or it is your own uh, negativity that is triggered by someone out here doing something. All they have to just do this or do that, and suddenly negativity comes up. I'm sure you all have a little bit of an experience of that. That's called dependent origination, and there's no one there. If there is someone there then we'll either push it down or we'll support it by saying well if i wouldn't feel this way it wasn't what she said look what they did no wonder i'm feeling this way so jim why are you feeling that way i can tell you why i'm feeling that way art any arts in here (laughs) i can tell you how many times have been a conversation where you where you use the otherness to reify your thought patterns so you can continue to be somebody's doing somewhere, having some kind of a, you aren't anybody and you aren't going anywhere. There is nowhere to go and there is no one. This is called transcendence. If you're interested, I'm pointing at it. And if you think, oh, he's so full of himself, I think I need someone more holy, more spiritual, more tamped down a little bit or something more. Sweeter? Yeah. Well, I met one of those. And if you were around him and you he had your permission, he turned from a feather into a sword. But
3: Zambang, you came back to the idea of it's what the intention that's important. What form does our intention take in regards to saving all beings? Well,
0: it probably is going to start out with just how ridiculous it feels to dedicate your life to others, to do a prostration, and with the ad, with the ideas I'm going to, me I'm going to save all beings. <laughs> so, but to do that with the intention to just return to a return. This is why we have in the tantric tradition and the Tibetan tradition we have hundreds of thousands of prostrations because we you can't you can't do it just with the uh, The the mind or the body, speech, and mind, you might have to do it with just the body or the body, the speech, and the mind that is addressed through visualization. You may need that kind of a form. But the way I see it, all the visualizations you need are right on that wall. You don't need to generate special ones, deity yoga, unless you do. And if you do, then I'm all all about that. Go ahead. Visualize white Tara, green Tara. Chenrezig. Mahakala. Whatever. Do that. Do hundreds of thousands of them. Or just sit and face the wall. And then the practice is, is to devote yourself, dedicate yourself. We chant this sutra every morning. Most mornings. So it's just a, an ancient way of reaffirming this the Mahayana path. Shays on bowing
3: is practicing forms the intention? Um, not like is our intention to practice forms, but are the practices themselves the intention
0: bowing For a while. Yes. We need, some, we need some, something to touch base with or something to give us some, as we're slowly beginning to uh, train the awareness to do, to uh, uh, move slightly away or slightly in front of the thinking process. This is scary to ego to actually start to lead with your awareness where you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. Meeting with a teacher can be that way. Certainly was for me. Are there questions in here in the Zendo? Shadow um, Bowing. Is Save All Beings and Train All Beings? Um, are those different intentions? What is it you want to know? What brings up the question? Shadow um, Bowing. It just
1: seems really important that the teacher sees what this is, and if not, this could easily become just regurgitating forms over the years. I'm wondering Mm -hmm. um, what that difference between the intention to save all beings and the intention to help someone train their mind, or if those are different things.
0: Saving all beings may show up lots of different ways, but a true teacher, I'm saying a teacher who teaches out of realization, not out of a bunch of shit they know, not memorizing something and spouting reciting some kind of relative understanding of it. They, they actually teach out of what this is. They're looking at it. They aren't separate from it. You're not separate from it. They know that. You don't. You might be trying to believe that, but it's not about belief. It's not about disbelief, and it's not about ignoring. It's, it's, you transcend this without, without going anywhere. So if you find yourself training people, then it'll just happen uh, situationally. You'll just find yourself in that position. It's like, how do you know you're a teacher? You got students. I think that's what, what was it? Suzuki, Suzuki Roshi, one of his students way back in the 60s said, was sitting there looking at him. I have to kind of paraphrase, looking at him and saying, so Roshi, again, the guesswork here is the, the memory area, Roshi. So what makes me you, what makes you and I different from each other? And he said, "I have students and you don't. You have any students? Keep practicing. But if you do have students, that doesn't mean that you're an enlightened being, because you might be teaching out of knowledge and some people will settle for just knowledge especially if it's from someone who is extremely knowledgeable and erudite and has a, um, an intellect like a bear trap. You ever met anybody like that? Where are they at now? Oh, you you have an intellect like a bear trap? In the sense oh. that it's painful. Huh? In the sense yeah. that it's painful. Yeah, i watched it. I think you're pretty close to that, yeah. But you, you've met your demise here, as you probably know. <laughs> Don't teach unless you have to. And if you have to, you won't be able to help it. You won't be able to, you won't, you won't be able to turn away from it. Save all beings. don't you?
2: There's a question from B. Shaw in San Jose. Go ahead. He, he asks, You said you are also in this with us. How are you so sure that this is the way out?
0: I'm not sure of anything and there's no way out of anything. Nothing nothing is trapped. Nothing is closed. Realization, liberation is already the case. Vishal, you're just covering it up or you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be even listening, even considering this. If you were liberated, you wouldn't be here. But nothing is covered up. That's the realization is there's nothing to correct, nothing to fix. His Holiness, the 16th Karmapa, when he was dying, just before his parinirvana nirvana in 1981, said nothing happens. That's an ultimate teaching. Nothing occurs. This doesn't mean that things aren't coming and going and happening and showing up and turning blue for a while and then turning yellow again or getting sharp around the edges and then being dulled and being sharp around the edges and then being dulled, sprouting legs and sprouting wings then sprouting those other things. Crowds. but nothing lasts things show up and they go away show up and they go away but that which uh it's like the metaphor for that is uh, your mind is like the sky doesn't do anything you might think it's a cloud the clouds think the clouds think yeah, kind of that one cloud certainly making a hell of a racket the one in your mind that's why it's so important to observe so that you and receive, receive, receive so that you eventually begin to see the, the, the substrate under the cover-up, which is full, clouded, lumpy with suffering. And that's the suffering of everyone. It's not just your suffering. That's why, it's why the bodhisattva path is such a powerful path of uh, liberation, of wisdom, of freedom, empty of any accomplishment. Empty of anyone on the path. When you say don't teach, um, and I'm
1: looking at the great pre- uh, precept of don't hoard teachings, mm-hmm. um, what, what is it to hoard the teachings? You're hoarding
0: the teachings if you think you know what the teachings are and you actually cover up the teachings with your interpretation of the teachings. That's hoarding the teachings. The person's buying into what Someone three years behind you in studying the Dharma is starting to believe the things that you're saying about the Dharma and your understanding of the, of the Dharma and your understanding of ethics and how teachers shouldn't do this and they better act this way. This is aggravating as hell. Go ahead. What is understanding
1: the Dharma? That's not an understanding of the Dharma. What? That's not my individual understanding of it. Sure. What is understanding the Dharma that's not my version of it?
0: What, What do you think it is? Ondo, answer his question. You're a monk. Answer his question. Answer it.
3: I don't know how to answer it.
0: Okay. That's a response. Do you have some kind of inkling of what it is without being able to answer it? A little bit? Just around the corner, that little dark area. You, know, you have some kind of idea, but you're not pulling that contraption called presumption and call, uh, called uh, projection or called elaboration out into the open and starting to spout out, out spout out about it. Don't settle. If you know the truth, you, you you'll never lie again. If you if you know the truth, you'll never make another decision because there is no one left. There's just this. This is why this tiny little sangha, uh, everyone here is uh, hand-picked. I'm sure you all know it. People that are not ready for this kind of teaching will leave. And they will they'll listen for a few minutes and say, hey, I don't want to hear that guy. He Get so full of himself. That's deliberate. No, it's not deliberate. Nothing is deliberate. I don't deliberate on anything. Well, maybe that one time, but then I stopped because I saw that that was not very enlightened.
1: <clears throat> go ahead. Um, so when you say don't teach, um, is that not an invitation to go the other way with
0: it and resist yeah, teaching? No, not necessarily. Just don't do not do it. Unless, now, if you're invited, if you're talking to someone and they're saying, so could you explain, do you understand I'm having trouble with the dharmakaya, sambokakaya, nirmanakaya, shalabavikakaya, can, can you understand? Do you, can you explain that to me? How that work? what is that structure even about? And if you, you might be able to say, well, you know, you could, you've read, you remember what you read, but don't necessarily leave the basic explanation of that, which is what we discuss at the book studies. This is how we talk about them. If you'll notice, uh, if someone in any one of these 12 book studies starts to elevate themselves as a teaching person, uh, then if the facilitator, if she's doing her job, uh, will stop that. Don't teach. Now, with that being said, if a, if a teacher arises in that area, uh, you won't be able to stop them.
2: A question from Naveed in Iran. Iran. Uh, if the mind only receives, what produces?
0: Uh, the, the the mind uh, the mind produces, but what I was saying, there's no individual who's who is uh, actually generating anything. The, the individual, the apparent illusion of somebody, aligns itself with different aspects of Pratita samapada or dependent origination, or the the store consciousness, and and uses that to reinforce his, her, their identity. So it's just, that's just another aspect of consciousness, the, the seventh consciousness, as is talked about in the Yogacara tradition. So the, 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 it doesn't belong the whole production, receiving, coming and going. Oh, it's just totally, uh, dependently arisen, and it is an illusion. It's because it's not real. It's, if it were real, it wouldn't disappear. But it shows up, is there for a while, six months, eight years, 13 centuries. And then it comes apart. All the compounded things will vanish. Who you are can't vanish because it has not appeared. Bodies appeared, which we identify with. We just love this situation, although it's suffering. So is there a, I saw another another one in the chat box. Can somebody read those since I'm uh, uh, a little bit away from that?
2: It's a question from Susan Hirschfield. Susan, what do you mean by this kind of teaching? What is this kind,
0: Belling? Uh, teaching out of uh, what you're looking at. What I'm saying, I teach out of what I see. I don't think. I mean, I, there's some thinking going on, but there's the thinking that's going on is not a person uh, <laughs> um, coming up with stuff. Let's see. A little bit, I might say, like, Susan, you asked me in a text, you sent me a text and said, I think you said something like, what is, uh, um, what is saving all beings? What does save mean? I think you brought it down to that one word, as as I recall. And and so I do everything with people. I don't do it. I don't set myself up over here as some kind of a, I'm going to talk about this and then talk about that. I, I, even if I wanted to, I couldn't do it. I have to do it with everyone. There'd be no monastery if there weren't for these people. So I do it like I'm doing it with you. Uh, you know, we, we just met what, a few weeks ago or something, and you have a lot of ideas about how to work with this organization. I'm really, really I don't get excited much, do I? Are going to argue with me? I just going to say, yes, you do. Huh? You I, yes, I do. You okay. Every Friday. <laughs> okay. I'm very excited about stuff. But the excitement is, uh, let's see, how can I qualify that? It is self existing. Wrong Excitement. Well, so yes, I do. But meeting you, it just means that what I do, everything is mutual. We do it together. And how we're going to do that can be scary. So don't get too close. I get burned. Get too far away, as I say, traditional way of saying too close to the teacher, going to get scorched. Get too far away from the teacher, you don't get enough heat. I experienced that completely with both of my teachers. I had other teachers, but the hot and cold part was just with uh, Trungpa and Kovan. Isaac Bowing.
2: to speak out of awareness, is that to see the thought, and create space around it and then speak on it nope wrong what <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it to speak out of awareness oh thank you you ask me
0: good instead of tell me <laughs> okay so quite often i say let's not do or questions because you do either or then you i, I have to pick one so i don't want to do that i'd rather I say, what do you want to know that way? I want to know this. That way I can respond out of that based on what I'm looking at as you ask the question, then that just arises. I don't really think about what to say. I don't analyze. I don't even know what, I, I don't even know what I'm going to say. I listen to the answer at the same time you do. It's, a, it's kind of a, if it weren't so ordinary, it'd be kind of astonishing, but it's just ordinary. So ask me a question. What do you want to know? It's going to be the same As thing. Over- Go ahead,
2: please. Um, when bringing questions to the teacher, you sometimes say, Don't hesitate. I do. Um, it seems like when I do hesitate and I create awareness around that question, it becomes more clear. Is there something to? be benefited from, from not hesitating? Um,
0: Yes, because you think you're clear about it, and you're not. If you're clear about it, why ask a question? Are you talking about the clarity about what you want to know? And if you're clear about that, then tell me what you want to know. Don't ask me a question. Say, I would like to know what your favorite color is, or something like that. Say very directly. Or? There's room in there. I'm saying I would go back in there and I've asked you if there's more. I'm going to go back and, and respond to something that I heard you say. I'm saying you don't create space around anything. So you're, you're not in charge of anything. You say I go back and create space around the question. Nope.
2: Isaac Bowling, maybe instead of that, to see it with awareness and then say it Bowling?
0: Possibly, possibly.
2: Isaac Bowing, what's showing up for me is when interacting with my friends. Um,
0: you still have friends. Barely. Who of those guys?
2: A lot of times, I I see what I want to say, and then I'm aware of it. And then it just feels kind of awkward or off timing to say it again. Okay, is that um, speaking out of awareness? If I were to act on that, um,
0: so since I don't know the whole dynamic, uh, I would just say less is better. Spend as far as your friends or your uh, cohorts or whatever that you're anybody that you're around. Uh, if they, if they don't have any mind don't have any mind training at all, it's, it's the, uh, the 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 conversations are all going to be very surfacey and about right and wrong, up and down, what I want, what I don't want, what I like, what I'm getting, what I'm not getting, uh, who's right, who's wrong, who's ugly, who's beautiful, uh, who's really nice, and who's not so nice. It should be constant relative stuff going on, and just kind of like uh, gossiping. I'm not saying you're gossiping. I don't think uh, I don't sense that you do that at all. It might be a little difficult for you to even talk to your friends. But I would say just listen to them. Listen to what people are saying and actually listen, actually hear what they're saying, hear the texture of the word, the tone of the word, if it drops or if it goes up. Notice the radical aspects, the radical minimal qualities of any kind of communication, whether it's handwriting, whether it's speaking, or whether it's a body change as someone's talking or making a point. And don't add on to your interpretation. We're not writing books about stuff. I am going to write a book on what I know about body positions and how that works to the, the four-wheel two seed full path or so, don't, don't do that. Just notice, just the awareness of it is it. And it's not the conclusion about it, which is more about science and behavioral stuff, which we need. We need that. We need to work with this. We need therapists. We need psychiatrists. We need uh, the potato farmers. I don't eat potatoes, but we need potato farmers because some people do. How many potato farmers are there in Michigan? Lots? Yeah, so somebody's eating them. So I'm saying it's very dependently risen. Some things are coming and going and other things are coming and going and you can just watch that. Be an observer. Just stay in the front row of the theater and watch the watch your mind. Uh, watch all the aspects of the mind show up as a director, as the main character, as a character in the background, as a stage set and the what do they call that? Somebody sits back and gives you your lines. That's ego. There's a, uh, a true uh, actor on a stage or a true voice uh, has no prompt. I think that's what it is, a prompter. Has no, they don't have any prompt. They don't need a prompt because they're not, no longer operating out of right and wrong, correct and incorrect. Might have to look at that for several decades physic bowing. Sure.
2: But I'm with them. It's very difficult not to partake at least a little bit in some some jabs or something. Yeah. Um is it is there some truth to me not overdoing the listening and kind of slipping some things in there?
0: You know, knowing you, you know- I haven't known you very long, but the way I, I know you, I you know, you're, you're, as long as you can, the most important thing for you to do is continue uh, Shikantaza. And it's up to you. I would feel, stay in touch with me, but uh, the very minimal, don't stop the mind training. You might need a different teacher. I don't know. I don't own anybody. So, but I would say, if, you, if you're asking me, you're giving me permission, to continue to train your mind for the rest of your life until the mind training, the meditation and your everyday life, the the boundary between those collapses and everything is uh, in samadhi. Everything, everyone is in samadhi or not separate or meditative. Everyone is in meditation all the time. It's not a state of mind. It is mind. It is, it just is the mind. And you're, you're not threatened by anything. You're no longer confused by anything because you see confusion very, very clearly. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for the question.
1: What does it mean to save all beings when we're endeavoring to receive our difficulty and it's leaking out anyway?
0: Be aware that it's leaking out. It's the awareness of the leaks. It's the awareness of the outflows. Don't stop the outflows. Don't be a better person. But when I say, don't do this or don't do that, or just listen, or 90-10, listen 90% of the time and uh, speak 10, I know you can't do that. But that sets up a form so you can, by having that form, you can see how that leak happens. You can actually witness the way in which it is triggered or the way in which it happens. Don't repair it. This is not plumbing. It's, it's something that, that happens in a way that you can't address it with mundane materialistic approaches other than setting up the form so that you can see it. It's like you set up, we set up a form in a monastery and then we come in and we watch what moves. We don't accept it, reject it, or look away. And eventually we transcend. Transcend is just a a relative way of saying that you don't, you see that things and space are not two different things. There have, it's an incredible example of. Uh, Perfect communication, cooperation, collaboration. Something arising in space. It's like the cloud uh, uh, cooperating with the sky. It's doing it all the time. Lightning and thunder is not wrong. It's dependently arisen. Sunlit clouds are not wrong. Are they? I should name... (laughs) I should name you Thunder and Lightning <laughs> instead of Sun and Cloud. I could change your name. What's your private name? Mirror Mountain? Yeah, well, that's good enough. We'll just leave it at that. I won't change your name to Mirror Mountain. Jesus,
3: how do I not kill my thoughts when I'm killing my thoughts?
0: Just watch the murder. Just watch it. This is, this is a first or grave precept not to kill. You can't help but kill. You're going to eat for your body if you're going to eat. You're gonna to have to kill something, and it's alive. I don't care if it's a, um, a bananas or celery. You're gonna have. It's gonna die if you're gonna live. Uh, but what 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 happens is people start to idealize that and say, "Well, I don't kill anything. I don't eat anything that has eyes or anything that has a mommy." It's just horrible stupidity that does that. Doesn't really isn't really responsible for the constant life and death process that's happening in the world. We actually take our heart out of it and, and seal it off over here with some stupid concept. Like, I don't need anything in has eyes. And who's looking at you and who's listening to you? Celery. listening to you. And I'm not just kidding. As uh, Suzuki Roshi once said a long time ago, said, if, if somebody's watching you, you can hide from them. But if nobody's watching you, you can't hide from yourself similar situation, just observe. There's no way to do it right. There's no way to do it wrong. But there's a way to not do it, and that's to not do it. So just keep going. It might not look like you're getting anywhere, and fundamentally you're not, because that's a materialistic approach to it. But just continue, this is why you need a teacher. That's why I needed a teacher. And I'm not here marketing myself as a teacher, though it may seem that way. I would say don't do anything in your, uh, unless you have to, including listen to me. Should I be, so mean? could Should I be meaner to you? or What do you guys think? Am I mean enough to choose on? Nobody's voting. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Who was it to asked the question?
2: So could Go ahead. So could um, you spoke of um, repeating we recite the vow over yes. and over again until we become the vow what does it mean to become the vow Alan.
0: You probably will stop chanting it I mean you may or may not it won't make any difference it'll be situational if you're with people that are chanting you'll chant with them if you're not you won't feel like you're missing something or you should be doing something else Someone who is a, who is clear or a, shall we use the exact word, someone who's awake is not concerned about there, there's nothing no one there. So therefore everything that happens is perfect. Go read Long Champa. You want a good dose of that kind of teaching? The Tibetan master Long Champa. Everything is perfect. This doesn't mean there aren't things that are off or that are killing people or horribly horrible misunderstanding of, of everything where there's intense suffering, human beings killing their own kind. It's a fear-based. We've got to kill the people who are against us in order to feel safe. Ian Bong. Ian, go ahead.
2: What is it to get enough heat from the teacher? What? What is it to get enough heat from the teacher?
0: Probably means that you're your relationship to the teacher, whether you're a, a monk or whether you're a person off in the distance who is uh, who has no formal ordination but listens to, listen to listens to to the teacher, considers that, um, and is fine with that. Excuse me. I've, I have uh, students that I've had countless numbers of inter- interviews with. They never, we've never even mentioned vows. They don't bring it up. I don't. I don't care what they do. So, and other people, the first thing I hear when I have an interview is how do, I be, how do I become a monk? I want to become a monk. So usually that, that keeps going. A person doesn't say that one time and then, well, I don't think I want to become a monk. So it would be up to you to decide what that is. I, uh, I had a great deal of trouble with that when I was uh, much younger with Trungpa Rinpoche. Should I move to Boulder where he was? Should I? Should I? Should I? Shouldn't I? Shouldn't I? Well, what I did is I just kept my distance from him because it was too scorching to be close to him. Uh, but I practiced a lot. So I just did what he said meditate. This is his main thing for me when he, I, he would see how terrified I was, was you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. He would keep saying that. And he wouldn't tell me how. Uh, but he would say, well, keep sitting. Keep sitting. Anytime I had an interview with him, it wasn't that many, but he was always trying to reassure me because he could see that I was out of my mind and I knew it and I didn't know what to do about it and I needed his help. <clears throat> so I, as soon as I got uh, felt like I was going to get burned, I got out of there. So uh, uh, to respond a little bit more, um, elaborate a little bit more on that, uh, Ian, I would say each person will be different. Uh, each person will will know. Uh, sometimes, uh, anytime I meet someone, I, I feel like I've known them forever. And even if they leave and go somewhere else, there's no nothing to correct. If you come this way, if you don't care for this teaching, I say it over and over again. Go do something else. Don't waste your time or my time. Go do something else. Find a, find a better teacher. Go study under a famous teacher like um Malion or... Or the Dalai Lama, or well, not Han, he's gone, but he had thousands and thousands of students. And was he a good teacher? Probably. I don't know. So.
2: And, please. Um, what is the main thing I should be doing?
0: Train your mind. Find out who you are. Do something, some practice every day that will help you it could be reading, it, it could be, it should be some awareness practice, at, you know, at least sometime each day to uh, strengthen uh, that area of the awareness instead of that area of the thought process that is tied up with the self-centeredness, the narcissism. So that's what you should do. Just set it up. If you need my help, you know how to find me. If you don't need my help, do whatever you want. Now, somebody who... Somebody who lives here and is a fully ordained monk, uh, they need, their their uh, my uh, interaction with them is much closer and is, and why is it that way? Because it's mutual, they, they know, they nobody's marketed anything to anybody, but they know that they need this. And I know that out of the vow that I received and and now I feel like I am, it's not some kind of a big bragging point. It's not even anything at all. It's just a way of talking about consciousness. Further, yeah.
2: Uh, no, thank you.
0: You're welcome. Thank you for the question. i will take one final clap question, and then we'll close. Anyone in here? Didn't Kelly? Didn't you have one a while while back? Forget what it was. No. Want to ask me? Kelly Bowen.
3: Um, was just wondering if you could say more about
2: meet people where they're at with Save All Beings.
0: So good one. So to meet people where they're at, Kelly wants to know how does the, meet people where they're at, how does that tie in with Save All Beings? So you aren't going to be able to help somebody fundamentally unless you listen to them and see what is going on, not from the point of view of analyzing. But and you being a therapist, you do a lot of listening. You can't really do, you can't do that unless you listen a lot. So I would say just receive, 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 receive what what they're saying. Listen. And if you can, don't abandon uh, what they're saying for what you think they're saying. When somebody is talking to you, just hear the words. Just hear the texture. Hear the tone go up and down. Watch their body movement if it goes from this to this. Watch right where they're saying a particular verb or noun or something like that. Watch if the body uh, movement changes. Don't abandon what you're seeing for, oh, that must mean that they're this or they're that or they're... Don't do it. Just watch, just enjoy it. Enjoy the sound of the voice. As, you, as a therapist, you're kind of put on the spot every time you do that. To actually be genuine, be there with them, with another human being in a room who's having difficulty. So it is your opportunity to uh, Help them by receiving. And uh, sometimes all people want is for you to listen to them. One of the best things you can do is to receive. Really listen. You might never be able to reach into the person's mind stream. You know, even with the, the whole, uh, what is it, that uh, uh, brain spotting is one of the names for it. That's a powerful thing that works with deeper levels of consciousness that just uses the eye movement to access that. So sometimes that's helpful to bring someone into areas of consciousness and all you've done is stick around or something. And then the other one that you do, I can't remember the name of it. The EMDR. EMDR? It's the it's
2: person who developed brain spotting. Yeah. He was an EMDR therapist for most of his career. I see. So, they're
0: very similar. so these people are developing this are still in the mechanical aspect of consciousness. They're not working with... Uh, with uh, uh, Deeper levels of consciousness that we that come out of uh, intense awareness practice or shikantaza, or uh, shamatha vipassana, even or, or uh, deity yoga and other forms. So um, it's just listening, smelling, tasting, touching, hearing, and uh, any thoughts that arise uh, that are triggered, if you could say, by what someone is saying or doing. Just observe those. Are just you know lightning bolts or rainbows? It's just phenomena. Phenomena, phenomena, and by watching phenomena without grasping, by watching phenomena, either from someone's voice or from your mind stream being triggered, the way to say of uh, saying it, that by just observing that, one begins to see the fundamental spaciousness of everything, of your mind, of their mind, you fundamentally see you're not separate from them, you're just as crazy as they are, but you know it, and they don't. And therefore they, they might as well be walking through a carnival and just not realizing that, that walk by a total world is going to get a hold of them. Walk by a, a Ferris wheel is going to get a hold. They're susceptible to everything because they're so, the word I often use is porous. The consciousness is not understood, so therefore it's unprotected. So they're, uh, therefore it is vulnerable to everything. Addictions, um, abuse from others who get their safety by abusing others. That's how they protect themselves. They find people that are wrong or bad or they don't like and they abuse them. I don't need to say any more about that. You already know. More?
3: Kelly Bowling, the more that I'm a student of yours, the more you're kind of there in those sessions. And sometimes I feel like they need to talk to you more than they need to talk to me. But um, in terms of meeting them where they're at,
2: If there starts to be some curiosity about you and about this, Mm. I want to say, is it okay? But I I do kind of pass that along a little bit, and then it's up to them to do what they do with it. Very,
0: very little. No promotion. I mean, if if someone needs to do this, uh, then, you know, sometimes they make them drag it out of you. Like if they say, well, what, what do you do? You seem to have it together or whatever you can immediately say not really <laughs> or whatever you would say you could say well i, I meditate and then, then go on but don't teach meditation to anyone unless there's some kind of they want this this is very hard to do it's not just a. uh it's not as easy as some forms that that have that are more like closing your eyes and going into a, a, a semi-sleep state which is much more comfortable but, but vipassana is not wrong it's it's easier to do. So I, I wouldn't promote anything. That being said, uh, if, uh, at the Karma House, there might be a, a structure whereby when, once the structure is there a form, that way they're not on their own. They can come in and come to a class, not on Buddhism, just on mind training, how to actually see what's happening in your mind stream, very simply. And they may need uh, what we call the religious or spiritual orientation towards it, and they may not. Simply put, there. You're just right
2: there. Hmm? Right
0: there. Who is? You. And where? You're everywhere. <laughs> uh oh. That sounds like a cult. I <laughs> don't want any cults. So, uh, and so are you. You say <clears throat> you're everywhere, and so are you everywhere. It's just that we, we shrink down into this little paranoia, you know, about. You know, if you just get up and walk down the street, as soon as you walk down the street, you're everywhere until something happens that creates that area of the mind that, that shrinks up and it's like a tight fist in your heart. And um, you, know, you can train your mind to not go to war with anything, especially your own emotions, conflicting emotions. I think it's almost supper time, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Somewhere. Okay, we can. Uh, And dedicate the merit. May the merit of this penetrate into all
3: places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Directions of three worlds, all Buddhas, all Venerable Ones, Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the Great Prajnaparamita. O Buddhas and Bodhisattvas of the Ten Directions in the Three Times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sopakoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, our Sangha families, friends and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering, and fill them with light. If you value the teachings of Sokozan and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.